Illini do not have to shoot it. Shot clock is off. Jaden Epps dribbling near midcourt. Crowd rises to its feet. Impressive start for the defending Big Ten champs. Illinois 87, Eastern 57 here in Champaign. Easy peasy. Illinois getting it done. Game one at the State Farm Center. 87-57 winners over the Eastern Illinois Panthers. Welcome into the Fasters Etc. postgame show. First basketball edition of this one for the season. Evan Kahn, Mike Latulip, Scott Beatty all with you. Joey Wright helping out as well. We start out with our rapid reaction brought to you by Cozad Asset Management who for over 45 years they've been striving to serve financial needs and build lasting relationships with clients. Gentlemen, I don't think Illinois trailed for a single second in this game. I really wasn't They were down 2 nothing. Okay. No, they weren't. Were they? Yeah, they did. See, the see first I forgot bucket. all about that. You know, Brief and, moment. That, and I didn't even worry after that. And Illinois got it done from a number of guys. Two things. One, always great. Starting one and zero, always great. Two, it was jarring seeing live how long, how athletic, <laughs> how versatile that team is, and you can see just kind of they're kind of just starting to kind of scratch the surface of what they can be defensively and start to continue to sure things up offensively. It's gonna be exciting. So many pieces there. You see all the pieces are there, and you also it feels like a a. You ever seen the video of like a young deer or a calf or a horse, and they're just kind of first starting to run, and and you see like, okay, this is something. It's gonna take a little bit to put it all together. Also, free throw shooting should probably be better, but overall, and a bright spot in addition to Coleman Hawkins, who currently is like Big Ten Player of the Year now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sincere Harris, a really nice bright spot. Didn't expect that coming. Yeah, and that's like your your ninth man coming off the bench, maybe uh, effectively. I mean, this is this is a deep team. This is an athletic team. They're going to play fast. It's going to look a lot different than it has in years past. And I think this is finally kind of what Brad Underwood had envisioned when he got here, and he's finally got the players in peace. The, the shooting end, yeah, that's probably the only down spot, but when you can get to the rim and get to the free throw line like they did today, once they start converting those, this team's going to hit triple digits at least once, maybe a, a couple times this year. So uh, suffocating defense, offense, just outstanding. A lot of athletic players. Illinois 30-point win over Eastern Illinois to get the season started. What do you think? We want to hear from you. Staying up late with us. Give us a call on the fan line, 217-356-9397. Text in the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Fasters, etc. post-game show, late night edition, up next. The following program is an exclusive presentation of News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS, along with Light Rock 97.5 FM WHMS, Champaign-Urbana, Champaign Multimedia Group Stations. Fighting Illini game day coverage continues on your flagship home for Fighting Illini Athletics. 
News Talk 1400 at 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. Now it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Fasteners Etc., your partner in inventory management. Call us with your thoughts, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, your hosts for the Fasters Etc. postgame show, Evan Kahn, Scott Beatty, and Mike LaTulip. And he throws it away. Stolen by Shannon. Four on one break. Shannon with a left-handed flush. Oh, 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 oh my God. Terrence Shannon with a left-handed flush. Yeah, Terrence Shannon showing why he got some preseason All-Big Ten accolades. Leading the team with 24 points, grabbed eight boards, dished out two assists as well in a team-high 26 minutes as Illinois gets the 30-point dub over Eastern Illinois. Welcome into the Fasteners Etc. post-game show with Mike Scott and myself, Evan Kahn. Waiting for the fan line to light up. I know it's Monday night. You guys had a long weekend after Illinois football so if you're not staying up just shoot us your your thoughts on the text line we've got plenty of those coming in here and mostly looks like good vibes 217 texter says gotta love the double 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 yeah that's true two different guys with double doubles three guys with double doubles no only two shannon didn't quite get there but still uh explosive says the texter athletic this team is going to be fun to watch ill uh, another texter says the Illini played much better tonight. Yeah, I didn't get to see that Quincy game, but it sounds like things went a little better here tonight. Uh, take the cannon away from Purdue this weekend. Go Illini. We also got to raise a banner on Friday before we get there. Two basketball games this week as well as a football game. That might be a first on a basketball postgame show where somebody's texting about football. <laughs> I think that's true. We don't I mean, get that, that was – that, that, and that, I mean, just tip your cap to football, but it is basketball season too. Yeah, in Eastern Illinois, it doesn't. It was an exciting game, but you still can't judge too much of this Illinois team. One more thought from the text line: Ten of the fifteen missed free throws tonight were from non-starters. We'll be fine. Danger does need to ditch that knee bend on his free throws. There, uh, yeah, I. I, I chalk a lot of that up tonight to the, the lights and not quite being in shape yet and, and going through these things. Uh, free throws are, are mostly a, a mental and a conditional kind of thing. So I'm not overly concerned about that, especially when Shannon, we were told he was going to get to the line five, six times a night, and that's exactly what he did here tonight. Times three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 15 free throws. I don't think he's going to have 15 free throws a game, but seriously, like he should have eight-ish free throws a game just from his sheer aggressiveness and and he, he was assertive at the right moments I thought you know getting into the lane you can mm-hmm. see him he does that kind of load up dribble and he's so slippery mm-hmm. uh, I guess that's the only way to he's describe it. He's kind of like a running back. Yeah he's yeah like he a, just kind of tucks the ball and a basketball running back and and but you know a big bodied running back and you can see why he's going to just draw either get out of the way or make a foul <laughs> but you're not you don't have a whole lot of options when he's coming at you. It's just a collision, and those collisions typically end in a foul because it looks like a foul. Even though even though he's the one that's initiating it sometimes, I think 
that's what makes him so tough to defend is if you give him that even a slight gap for him to attack, he's doing it and he's doing it and he's got these long strides and he's he's at the rim. It's it's different seeing that. It's just different. We haven't had someone like that over the years. Isn't it interesting how the two probably the, the two big point scorers tonight, Terrence Shannon, veteran. I know it's his first year here, but transfer veteran. Mm-hmm. And Coleman Hawkins, who's now into that upperclassman status, veteran with all the new stuff and new faces and, and some and some hype around this good freshman class. It's your older guys, at least in the get go here, are kind of your steady pieces, your anchor points. And Coleman Hawkins just looks a little different this year. Yeah, you need those guys to be, you know, the the cornerstones in, in terms of their consistency and because you're gonna get peaks and valleys from Clark and from Sincere Harris and from Ty Rogers and, and even Dane Danger. I know he had whatever it was, 17 and 10 tonight, but um, as the competition ratchets up a little bit, like I think, you know, it, it may not be a double double every night, but I do think that having those guys, Hawkins and, um, yeah, I know Melendez was struggled tonight and I know Underwood mentioned him pressing a little bit, which I think was a good way to, to phrase it. And Meyer was kind of out of rhythm. Sky had two, you know, had two fouls early. So, yeah, no, I, I think those two guys in particular. I, I'm looking at this Coleman Hawkins stat line, and like this is a pretty flawless game. <laughs> like you talk about 23 points, 12 rebounds, three assists, no turnovers, two steals, one block. I mean, it's pretty darn good for an opener. It's it's like he he has the talent. You know, he can be an NBA player. Like he has that, and he's kind of starting sure. to put it together with the work ethic and you, you know. All the reps in the gym are starting to pay off. He's just obviously well, it'll look a little different when you start playing your UCLA's and then the Big Ten and all that that's coming up down the road. But he just looked comfortable out there. Well, it's funny. It's it, it's so much of its confidence. I know we we you know people talk about it all the time. It's cliche, but nothing. You know, it, he didn't shoot it well early on in his career, but it didn't look bad mechanically. And I always thought about the same thing with Demonte. Was it never looked bad mechanically? It was just whether or not he thought the shot was going in. And then he had that one blistering year where he shoots 54% from three, and then he takes another step back, and it's, it is. it is It's all mental, and I think Coleman's the guy. I mean, he's, like, doing, like, fake shooting, like, gun, you know, he's doing all <laughs> the these celebrations. Guns. It was funny. I think after one time after he was celebrating, Underwood yelled at him. He's like, we're in a press. Like, we're like <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, doing the six shooters, and, and he's like, we got, we got to get up there. We got to press. Which also... Seems very Coleman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was. I, I thought it was. It was good to see, and a lot of guys you see sometimes, like those first couple games, if they shoot it well early in the year, that kind of catapults them and, and holster you know, those guns, out. partner. Yeah, <laughs> we got to <Yeah>. press <laughs> exactly after he makes the shot, of course. And Coleman Hawkins goes five of eight from deep. Shot looked quicker. It looked a lot smoother. Like you said, I thought it always looked good. But no hesitation, it, too. He just, just right into it. Yeah, look, looked a, a little different today. So Coleman Hawkins getting it, it done. And, yeah, we, we talked about Terrence Shane, and he's the man. And, and yeah, those are, are your anchors. But there's going to be guys that are going to go off, and those guys are still going to put up their, their 10 and 5 and 5 and, and that steady Eddie kind of thing. So this is a, a deep team. This is a very talented team. 
and uh, we're only one game into it. So uh, we've got uh, a couple more texts, but since we don't have any calls, let's just pick an MX Electrifying player of the game, eh? MX Electric wants to be your electrician when you're in need of electrical service for both residential and commercial needs. Call 217-359-7293 to schedule your project. And remember, relax, call Max. A couple different options we can go for on this one, but um, looks like you guys are, are in a, a uh, unspoken I was, I agreement. I, I was going to say Kofi know. Coburn because he. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, bad habit. Um, I mean, good habit, but old habit. <laughs> I mean, it's split between Coleman and Terrence Shannon, but that's kind of where I'm. I liked other pieces for different reasons, yeah. but in mm-hmm. terms of the guy that just, you know, set the tone for the game, I thought it was Coleman. Yeah, I think it's Coleman. Um, you could certainly you, know, you want to give Terrence his, his flowers as well, um, but like <laughs> but like you know Ty Rogers had such a good floor game, mm-hmm. you know eight rebounds, five assists. Sincere Harris had his moments as well. I mean, Sincere Harris is literally electrifying. <laughs> but, I mean, like that's, yeah. I mean, but every you know every sense of the word. But um, I'll go I'll go Coleman. I'll go Coleman as well. Yeah, yeah but no 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 disrespect, Terrence Shannon. Yeah, you got the post game interview, so I think. I think it kind of all worked out. In the who's answer. really who's really winning here? Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know, you could get an award, you could get an interview. They're they're all they're all great achievements to to uh, achieve. And Coleman Hawkins tonight sets a career high in points with twenty three, and he's going to get our MX Electrifying Player of the Game. I think this is the the finger guns one. Baseline missed the dunk. Rebound, Shannon. Line eye on the break. Rogers, left wing, Hawkins for another three. Got another one. Oh, Coleman Hawkins is on fire. 34-20. Illinois by 14. Hawkins has hit five threes. He's up to 15. Timeout, Eastern Illinois. And he hit all, all those threes, and then in the second half, he, he took it to the paint, and he was making free throws, and he was stuffing his own stats, cleaning up his own misses, and, and making the putbacks. 23 points, 12 boards, 3 assists, and no turnovers for the junior Coleman Hawkins as the Illini win Game 1 of the 22-23 season, and he's our MX Electrifying Player of the Game. More texts to get to. You can give us a call as well, 217-356-9397, fasteners, etc., post game show or text us on the castle heating and cooling text line 217-351-5357 floater by harris 10 feet out of the lane is good the lefty with the the right hand floater yeah he has seven points five in this half yes sincere harris Flying all around today, finishes with nine points, three rebounds, and assist. I think he had three steals as well as I slide over to this page. Yeah, three steals and a block. All of that in 15 minutes, plus 21 on the plus minus. And all the freshmen really had pretty solid games. I know uh, Sky Clark got into foul trouble early on, and Jay Nepps, I think, turned his ankle at some point, and he had to come out, but... He made his way back in, had an uh, aggressive finish at the rim, and showed that that seven-second offense that we've been looking for. Now the pieces are in place for them to to do that sort of thing. And Illinois gets the win, 87-57 over Eastern Illinois. Two and seven texter asks if Harris is the new Luther head. <laughs> um, Luther Luther could shoot it. 
pretty well when he got here as well as the the dunking and I mean he eventually made it onto some USA training camp rosters and I was just going like to say that. That. I was like, watching the Redeem team yes. documentary and also yeah. like wait that's Luther guarding uh-huh. I think Kobe it was yeah, it was, <laughs> I was like so let's pump the brakes on that maybe but I mean the headband number 1 and a lefty I don't think he's Luther Head. I think he's yeah. Fred Frazier. Yeah. <laughs> Trent Frazier, which, which bodes well, which bodes yeah. well for him in the eyes of Brett Underwood, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, <laughs> you you do have to do a double take. Yeah, you do have to do a double take because they they wear the the headband and the hair the same. Pretty similar size as well. Slick Rick on I seventy four says that they love the energy from the team. Looking forward to seeing how many poster dunks Terrence Shannon Jr. will give us, as long uh, as well as Sincere Harris. He tried to give you a couple of those tonight. Looks like he wants to slam it every time he gets the ball. Go Illini! I love it. All I ever wanted to do was dunk a basketball. If you can dunk a basketball, I think you should do so. We go to the fan line two one seven three five six nine three nine seven. Lindy is with. Us. Hey, Lindy. Hey, guys. How you doing tonight? Doing well. So, as I've said in the past, I work security over there. And first, I would just like to say, for the first game of the year against Eastern Illinois, that was a great crowd that we had. Mm-hmm. Um, so, congrats to the Illini fans. One thing I caught in the game, I was down on the floor tonight, and in the second half, towards the end, we got putting in the, the guys, the 10th, 11th, 12th guys in. And the, whoever the last one, a uh, little shorter guy with uh, brown hair. Paxton Ward. There was a loose ball. Yeah. There was a loose ball. And the previous, like, three or four possessions, we were pretty sloppy. And there was a couple times where we just didn't get after it, where if there was a ball, got bumped away, and we went back to D instead of go get after the ball. But he dove on the floor, had two dudes land on his head. And I look over at Underwood, and he's just fist flying and looking at the guys on the bench saying, that's a walk-on. That's what we do. If that's what we do every game, we're a problem for the rest of the uh, nation because that's the hustle. That's what he wants. And if we've got a walk-on doing that. It's going to turn out to great things for the rest of the season. Just something I saw a little different. You don't always give a walk-on some uh, attention I actually saw him after the game and even congratulated him. His dad I said, hey, I don't know if it went unknown. That was the best hustle play of the game. So, anyway, just calling. Illinois is looking good. The athleticism I haven't seen ever besides maybe the flying Illini. And uh, that was a long time ago. So, ILL, it's going to be a fun season. Yeah, thanks for the call, Lindy. Good observation there, and a number of guys diving on the floor. I saw Terrence Shannon Jr. do it. I don't know how Illinois ended up with the ball after that play, but he was diving on the floor. You got Matthew Meyer diving on the floor. You got the walk-ons diving on the floor, and if I counted this right, I think eight different guys had more than two rebounds, so you're, you're getting all of those things that Trent and Kofi used to bring hopefully it's all one through nine, one through ten are doing those kind of things. Yeah, and you, you want that type of stuff to permeate throughout the locker room. Because I will say that when you're going into a film session after you play a game, it's like a paranoia thing. You do not <laughs> want to be the guy that did not get on the floor for a loose ball. Like That is mm-hmm. the most you'll get chewed out in a film session, for I'm, sure. I'm guessing you also don't want to get out hustled by the walk-on. A hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm sorry, I was catching up on, on some text messages here. Somebody asking, saying that, that we talk about regular stat lines. What are some stats? 
that folks miss but might be worth watching this season? Ooh, uh, efficiency? I, maybe. I like offensive efficiency. Yeah. is usually a big one. And defensive efficiency. I still haven't really gotten big into basketball analytics as much as I love numbers and, and all that good stuff. I mean, is, is there something, Mike, that you see in a box score maybe that even you're computing or something you look for in a box score? Yeah, I, I think, you know, the, the easy one's always assist the turnover, mm-hmm. but I, I do think the offensive rebounding percentage is a big one. I mean, you look at 20 offensive rebounds tonight uh, out of 53, or, or I guess out of 64 total missed shots. I mean, you're 34. Or, sorry, yeah, 34 total missed shots. That's, I mean, that's We Well, you at least good. want half, yeah. right? It's uh, usually that's like a half. Half's really good. I mean, yeah. usually like the – the I think the way we would put up on the board when when I was here was I, I think you want like thirty six percent back on the glass so that is a pretty good percentage tonight and, and also assists on makes yes you usually want what fifty percent on that yeah is that a good benchmark yeah no absolutely and look assist to turnover tonight they were sixteen to fifteen and I think they had a, a decent amount late I think there were probably three offensive fouls as well mm-hmm. um, it's just limiting the live ball turnovers i mean the the dead ball ones you can live with especially if they're you know via aggressiveness um but yeah the offensive rebounding percentage i think this team's athleticism and their length like they should be one of the top teams top 15 teams in the country on on the offensive glass in terms of percentage and i always like to make that make that distinction it's not about the offensive rebounds per game it's about that percentage because it's the how many of those you're getting back so mm-hmm. um that's what i'll be looking for and and was just really happy to see terrence shannon's effort on the glass tonight because you it's almost crazy watching him thinking that guy averaged two rebounds a game at texas tech <laughs> i mean he, he should roll out of bed getting five to six rebounds in a game was that the system i, I just well he's surrounded by a lot of athletes there yeah. as well um but there's a lot of athletes on this team so you know i think there's just more of a um, I, I don't know. It looked like it was more of a, a point. He was making a point of it mm-hmm. to really get on the offensive and defensive glass, and that's going gonna, gonna to help this team in a big way. Eight boards for Shannon, 12 for Hawkins, eight for Rodgers, 10 for Danger, five for Sky Clark as well. He, he was just kind of under the radar here today. He had five turnovers, um, but uh, getting it done on, on the rebound, 16 assists for, for 30 baskets, and, and I think that was even higher early on, like you said, some baskets made down the stretch that, that were unassisted. And, and the nine turnovers in the second half, yeah, there were like three really early, three really late, and same thing in the first half. I, I thought they cleaned that up pretty well as things moved along. Got to hit the front end of those one-and-ones. That's, that's the next step. We'll get there. Um, back to the text line, Sincere Harris uh, now getting Kendall Gill comparisons. Same body type, defensive intensity, and quickness. Kendall was a little taller, right? You know, like mm-hmm. Maybe 6'6"-ish. Six, six yeah. I don't know. Um, and now he's a boxer. Yeah, he does He, he does it all. He's I'm, a world I'm pretty sure Kendall Gill still leads. It, he has the all-time single game steals record in the NBA still, right? 11? I think so. Sounds right. Fact, like tied, fact, tech, tied, fact check that. Tied I, with some guys. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's, that's true. So Sincere Harris has... Has some goal. I should have some goals here. And Sharon Texan, awesome way to kick off the season. Fun year. Kudos to the Orange Crush. Did a great job. Keep it going and don't let up. Yeah, I, I heard that 
It, it was a pretty full crowd, but not completely packed, but it sounded pretty full. People were, were energized, ready ready for the NBA season. Our, our ace producer, Joey Wright, confirms what you, what you thought you knew, and you did indeed know it. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see if Sincere Harris can reach Kendall Gill, Luther Head kind of comparisons, but uh, he had a, a solid first night here for the Illini. Okay, um, still no, not another call. Appreciate Lindy giving us a, a ring after work and security over at the State Farm Center. So we'll get in another break here on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Still plenty of time to get your thoughts in on the text line or on the fan line. I feel like we bond well as a team. Uh, Coach Brad, he got he got everyone's role uh, and, and showed them, and everyone's doing well in that role, and we're going to get better in our role. So... Holding, everyone's holding everybody accountable, all the way from me down to the freshmen, uh, and, I, and they hold me accountable. So yeah. I feel like once we, when we're doing that and everybody's happy and having fun, uh, we're going to be great. There's Terrence Shannon Jr. talking after the game about guys finding their roles and just kind of making the most of it. And, and I, maybe that's what I was most surprised about. It was, I don't know if the, it, it's chemistry, but the guys had no problem sharing the ball with anybody. You, you saw it on fast breaks. You, you saw it in the half court. They were they were giving it up. Guys were, were giving up good shots for, for great shots. And that you like to see that when it's a, a team that just came together here in, in, in game one. Yeah, that's part of that five-out motion that they run is you, you have to move the ball because you're searching for those gaps to attack so naturally and then even when you're pushing in transition that's the biggest thing like you if you watch brad underwood he's doing that motion with his hand where it's like get the ball up the floor get the ball up the floor and you know the guys that kind of have the sticky hands and hold on to it like you're you're preventing us from being able to attack these these matchups and dion used the phrase on defense calling it the five switch Mm -hmm. could you explain that yeah, five switches. It's just switching one through five. And I, I thought, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because the one point that I did want to make is early on, I think Brad, Brad Underwood touched on it in the post game and said that they were started to, to slip out of screens late. I thought they were doing it early. They were, they were doing it early, slipping out of screens. And I think it, it creates confusion because you, it's mindless when you're switching one through five. It's just, hey, a guy comes up to set a screen, but you cannot switch until the guy who is guarding the screener says it. Because if he doesn't say it, because if, if he says switch and that guy slips out of it, you're automatically behind, if that makes sense, um, or, or he rolls behind you. So you, you have to stay on the guy. If he's going to slip out of it, then the guy guarding the screener just stays with him. And they did such a better job of that in the second half because not only did I think that they were busting a few of those switches in the first half, I thought the press, they got you know a little too far into the backcourt and I thought Eastern was able to get behind them a little bit and had these two-on-one, three-on-two opportunities and were able to get some some easy buckets. They rectified that. They rectified the switching and you get some stops. You can see the plan out there, right? You can see the yeah. what they're trying to accomplish offensively and defensively even if they're not executing it every time. I think the beauty of it too is when you have athletes like this and versatility like this, every team in the country is going to have defensive breakdowns. It's just, you know, you watch Texas Tech last year. They had a ton of breakdowns. They had, they had less principles than Illinois has in their in their defense. But the reason why they were good defense is because when they have those breakdowns, the length and athleticism, mm-hmm. your recovery is so much quicker. You can get to the help side quicker. You can contest at the rim quicker from a weak side closeout. Like, that is the difference. 
it just it's not just Coleman, but it, it struck me when Coleman was out there on the perimeter uh, guarding, and, and you're like, well, try to get around that. <laughs> and hard. It, it just last year it was, yeah, try to get to the rim with Kofi Coburn standing there. You couldn't. But try to even attack with that length of Coleman, and Terrence Shannon has a really good wingspan too, and, and some of the other guys. You just start to see this kind of fence out there. I think it'll deny a lot of guys. Yeah, and the gaps are are so much smaller for these teams to drive in because of that that length in you know next to the ball as well. And I thought Kofi last year, and he did it throughout his career. And I thought the guys did a good job of it tonight. Kofi at times would make those those futile attempts at a weak side block and take himself completely out of position for his own guy to get an offensive rebound and a putback. And it's just understanding if you can go get the ball, go get it and block it. But if you if you know you can't and you're just flying to the weak side to try to block it and you don't you're you're really opening up your team for you know offensive rebound putbacks uh, against you so I thought they did a good job tonight of not only just going to get it if they could block it they did and or, or just staying home and, and and just contesting having the guy guarding the ball just contest and then corral the rebound so I thought that was a it was a good sign yeah Harris had a, a rundown block Shannon had a, a rundown block and, and Melendez had three blocks yeah. he did yeah one that was turned into uh a, so I think that fast break three that that Coleman ended up hitting as well so like to see that and, and right before I brought up the chemistry there was a, a texter bringing asking what what we thought of, of the general team chemistry for a young team with so many new players they look to be blending together really seamlessly um, refined consistency, unselfish play. Um, if you could take care of the free throw issue, situation management. Keep turning up the D. They will be tough on any team. Thanks for a great post game show. Thank you, Paul and Urbana. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of reiterate it. I, I, I don't know if it's necessarily ahead of schedule. Um, you, you just kind of wonder how a team's going to fit together. And, and Shannon said it in that comment. They were together all summer. They've been practicing for what you know, eight weeks now, ten weeks now. They they long, know yeah. they know each other and and. They know what the the goals are when you come here to, to Illinois. Yeah, and it's still different when you go out there when the lights are on and you know shots are allocated and mm-hmm. it's it's so much different in practice because a lot of that's scripted. And mm-hmm. um, I thought you know there was one point tonight that I thought you know chemistry wise, like you want to have mature guys, you want to have guys that you know are, are you know happy for each other, right, for each other's success. And I'm watching Matthew Meyer who got yanked with 14 minutes left in the second half. And there's about seven minutes left in the second half. And, you know, there's a guy, that's a guy that comes in, probably has high expectations, you know, wants to eventually, you know, go play professionally, do all these things. And you can't let that cloud, you know, your, I guess what you do as a teammate. And mm-hmm. I saw, I looked over and he's standing up and he's smiling mm-hmm. and he's clapping. And that's, that's big. I mean, it sounds cliche, but like mm-hmm. that's a, that's a big deal because these younger guys, if you see a guy like Matthew Meyer, who struggled tonight in some areas and, got pulled had been sitting there for eight minutes straight still standing up still clapping still smiling and and you know what's going to be his last year of college basketball like that's that speaks volumes and I think if you're any of those guys it's like what's your excuse to do that if you see a guy like Matthew Meyer what I love about older players at any in any sport is when they decide I just want to win and I, I saw that um, I've seen that, you know, I've seen it most up close working with baseball just because you get the most familiar with it. 
a little bit with softball when there, there's that transition from that that first year where you're like, do I belong here? To that second year, like, oh, I got some pressure on me now because I'm I'm not new. To the eventually, there's this sort of this screw it. I want to win, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to win, and I'm going to set the tone. And if 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 sitting on the bench and supporting the younger guys is what it takes to win tonight, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, it, and if you can get to that point, that's when you have a team. And that's a good point. And I think the there's you know just because you have that in the fall and fall practices, like oh, our team is so together, everybody's clicking, everybody wants to see each other succeed. It's when the season starts. And things start happening. It's like, all right, well, what do you really got? Because, you know, Dane Danger has 17 and 10 tonight. And what's really like his first college game? I mean, he had some, some you know, mop-up duty with Baylor and then, you know, has an exhibition game. But he has 17 and 10 tonight. So now, you know, let's say UMKC comes to town and he's got, you know, three points and three rebounds with 10 minutes left in the game. Like, it, like is how is he, you know, how's he managing that? Like, is he down on himself is he a bad teammate like those are the things that you all those guys are thinking about i gotta get my the or at least the temptation is i gotta get my stats because i want somebody to see me for the next level Mm -hmm. yeah you fight that but i think what you end up realizing what what matthew meyer and probably terrence shannon and and you know coleman hawkins for sure like coleman hawkins is being talked about even before the season before his 23 and 12 tonight he's being talked about as a as an nba draft pick i mean think about what the past two years all of that's just from being the guy that was active, you know, good defender. Like you don't have to be this twenty and ten guy to to like put yourself into the NBA equation. You just need to do certain things and and be a basketball player. And I think that's that's what's so important here because you know I'm looking at like RJ was pressing a little bit tonight. You know he's pressing like you could tell like he's kind of like looking around like oh I got. You know, I got one point here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think you just kind of look and say it, it's about winning. And you got yanked two and a half minutes in. Yeah, and I think, that, I think you know, Coach Underwood's shown if you're not going to guard, we got guys who will do it. Mm-hmm. And we'll sit you. And we'll sit you for a long time. So I think that's going to ratchet up the, the defensive intensity as well just from a sheer paranoia standpoint of like I'm not getting beat off the drill if I get beat off the drill I'm coming out well and he kind of put RJ I think on notice with his press conference the other day where he, he said last year like that was what RJ did right he, he, he didn't give what, what he needed to on the defensive end and then he didn't play and then that's exactly what happens tonight so he, he's going to count on RJ I mean he's the, he started the exhibition game he probably started the secret scrimmage he started tonight that's that's going to be his dude especially without Luke Goody in there so it, it's it's a it's sending a message, but in, yeah. the, in the right kind of way. It's like, it's, yeah, you see good. what Sincere Harris did? If you go and do that, you'll get those minutes. And it's good to get that reality check early. I think some guys can feel like their their spot is reserved. You know, it's like, oh, you know, I'm here, and I had 15 in the exhibition game, and it doesn't really matter what I do. Like, you're going to play me, and it's like, no, we you know, we can get other guys in there. Well, especially how Melendez came in on in the late in the second half. He of last year, he was key in that almost come back against Houston and just like I described you know last year you know your first year do I belong here but then you almost don't know what you don't know and things can go well but the second year it's like okay how do I repeat that and all the pressure is I wouldn't be surprised I'm not in the guy's head I don't know I don't want to presume it but I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little bit of that going on for a sophomore who's got some expectations now and is really athletic 
And there's some really good young guys right behind him trying to take those minutes too. Yeah, like we know that, you know, when you have a Ty Rogers sitting there on the bench and a sincere Harris, like you like those are two guys that you know for a fact. And and I think Jay Neps was was really solid defensively as well. Like those are two or three guys right there that's like, all right, if you don't want to guard, like we will send one of these three to the scorer's table immediately. And I think that's only going to raise the level of defensive intensity, like I mentioned. So, um, yeah, I, you mentioned the expectations for RJ. And I think, you know, you, those are all the things you have to manage. And that's why you need to have a good locker room because it's, it's keeping these guys' eyes on the actual prize and realizing that, like, all those little, like, goals you have and expectations, like, that'll all be a byproduct of, you know, buying in and doing what we do. Coleman's a great example. I, I said, I mean, we talked about it pregame. Yeah. He, He's a big part of that Iowa clinch last year, nine and eleven, and you you know rewind a month before that he's playing two two minutes against Wisconsin. <laughs> so it's like you just you have to buy in and, and trust that you know Coach Underwood's going to put you in a position to succeed, and and by doing that and by buying into that, you're going to win some games. Yeah, and he was the guy who was doing that kind of stuff, the the Matthew Myers stuff, even yeah. when he wasn't playing last year, and 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 I'm sure that's that's a message that's being sent to the the young guys and. and Nine different players play 15 or more minutes tonight here in this 30-point win on the season opener. Let's pick out our Tapman's towing play of the game, A Car won't start after the game. Call 217-328-2424 for the most trusted roadside service in downstate Illinois, Tapman's Towing. You can visit them online at tapmanstowing.com. I might have uh, messed up a little bit and picked my play of the game uh, earlier, but it's so good that I think we can we can play it again, right? It's like your favorite episode of your favorite show yeah don't mind seeing it or hearing it again yeah it's it's not going to get overplayed uh, and we actually could probably go a couple different spots here uh the, those blocks were huge coleman hawkins getting his uh career high in points but i i think that steal and slam by terrence shannon mm-hmm. early on kind of set the tone and gave us a, a good dion whoa to to get the season going and he throws it away. Stolen by Shannon. Four on one break. Shannon with a left-handed flush. Oh, my God. Darren Shannon with a left-handed flush. And I think he jumped like halfway down the lane for that one. It still takes me aback because it's left-handed. Seeing it just like, whoa. <laughs> it, what happened? I did, it's just the same as a right-handed dunk, but it was just something about being left-handed. It makes it more appealing. I had I had the perfect angle. I was sitting, I don't know, I guess a little bit to the right of the court, and I like had a direct angle like of his back just <laughs> jumping, flying, and I was like, wait, he's he gonna dunk? He is gonna dunk that. All right, <laughs> he got up for it. It's a, a a far cry from four or five years ago when we would go games without seeing a dunk, <laughs> and now we can't even make it a couple minutes without a dunk, and that's okay. 24 points, 8 rebounds, and Terrence Shannon Jr.'s Illinois debut. Illini are 1-0. and That's our Tapman's Towing play of the game. Brought to you by Tapman's Towing. Still a little bit of time. We can read some text if you want to give us a call. Do that as well. Fasteners, etc. Postgame show. The conversation about today's game continues on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Join in by calling the First State Bank Illini fan line, 217-356-9397. You can weigh in on today's game by calling the First State Bank Illini fan line, 
256-9397 or texting the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Servant drives on Lures, gets it to Ty Rogers, feed the danger for the fly. He hurt the rim on that one. How about Dane Danger? Rogers to Danger. Fadeaway jumper. Got it. He's feeling it. Under the rim and out. Danger. 10 in this half. 14 for the ball game. Dane Danger, a very efficient 8 of 9 from the floor, finishes 17 points, 10 rebounds in 16 minutes. That's a double double for, for DD. DD for a DD. Had a, had a, a pair of blocks in there as well. Four offensive boards. Did you guys see Jalen Tate there too? I, former teammate? I saw yeah. he tweeted that he was there. I did he not see him. Yeah. I Good shook his hand, said welcome back. He had no idea who I was, but that's all right. Said, I, haven't hey. I haven't seen him in a while. It's yeah. been a long time. Uh, always like, wow. You know, kind of like late bloomer in terms of how, how much. I mean, he was... He had an opportunity to go to the G League this year. I think he mm-hmm. turned it down and went and kept playing in uh, London. I think he's, uh, from what I gathered tonight, I think he he said he's might be going to Italy, might be going to Turkey. So one I mean, of the two. That, good, good for good him. Places. Yeah, man. I mean, he's making uh, you know presumably good money and playing mm-hmm. at a high. I mean, those are good leagues. Those are good leagues. He came in with high expectations. He played quite a bit as a freshman too on a, a team that. Kind of disappointed down the stretch. Probably should have been an NCAA tournament team. So. Definitely, definitely should have been an NCAA tournament team. I yes, was, I was there for that. <laughs> <laughs> Good. You time. mean you got hosed by the committee? Is what you're saying? Just, mm. No, I'm just mm. saying like we get. You know, Tracy makes that three foot floater against mm-hmm. Michigan. I think we're good. Yeah, yeah, that was tough. Better times, better times now. Illinois is 1-0. We've got people comparing this team to the Flying Illini. We've got uh, Kenny Battle comparisons, Nick Anderson comparisons, Ty Rogers to Sergio McClain comparisons. Uh, people are feeling good after a, a opening night win, which is which is great. Uh, after after Saturday night's post-game show, you know, we, we need some, some positive people around these folks. Parts. It's Most of the folks that called in Saturday were really positive. actually yeah yeah no we, we we actually didn't have that many problems on Saturday there was a time but not quite anymore so Illinois gets it done a lot of teams that that were favored tonight are, are getting it done but because it's opening night there are some upsets and our man Joey Wright is in with a, a look at the scoreboard there we go Evan appreciate it I'm gonna kick things off I'll, I'll do what I can't do during the the football post game we're gonna Bradley score they uh. get the job done against Wisconsin Parkside 93-59 but going to the top 25 you, you're you're right it was very chalky there weren't a ton of surprises most of the top 25 was in action tonight start with the one game that's in progress now that's number eight UCLA hosting Sacramento State big uh Inter-California rivalry there. Uh, those teams don't like each other. UCLA 39, Sacramento State 25 at the half. And now into uh, some games that have gone final, which, again, most of the top 25 in action tonight. Number 10, Arkansas at home against North Dakota State. 76-58, the Hogs take care of business. Number 5, Baylor, big win against Mississippi Valley State, 117-53. That'll become kind of a theme as we go down the list here. Number 4, Kentucky hosting Howard, 95-63. Wildcats take care of business at home. Villanova does the same. They're number 16 in the country, taking down LaSalle, 81-68. 
Number 22, Michigan hosting Purdue, Fort Wayne, 75-56. 22nd ranked Michigan takes care of business, as does 7th ranked Duke. They start the post-Coach K era out with a bang. 71-44 over the Jacksonville Dolphins. Tennessee. Two points for Jacob Grandison, by the way, in 24 minutes, along with five rebounds and five assists. That's a very Jacob Grandison line. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very, like, stat, stuff the stats. Won't necessarily be the points. I think <laughs> that's why they wanted him. Filling up the stat sheet, former Illini. Tennessee and Tennessee Tech, number 11 Tennessee. Big winner, 75-43 at home. Evan, this was a game that was close around the halfway mark. Uh, Indiana and Moorhead State, mm. but Indiana number 13, they pull away late, 88-53. to 53. Darn. Hoosiers take care of business and win it there. Number 24, Dayton at home against Lindenwood, 73-46. Flyers fly past Lindenwood. Number 3, Houston hosting Northern Colorado, 83-36. Houston looking good. In their opener, number five, Kansas, hosting Omaha, 89-64. to The Jayhawks win it. This was probably, well, not probably, this was the closest game in the top 25, and that's number 14, TCU, hosting Arkansas Pine Bluff. That one came down to the wire, 73-72, to your final there. Auburn, number 15, hosting George Mason, 70-52. to Creighton had a bit of a challenge from St. Thomas, relative newcomer to the D1 ranks, but the uh, Creighton squad rolling along. The uh, Jays, Blue Jays, 72-60. to 60. Alabama, number 20. They take down Longwood, 75-54. North Carolina, top-ranked team in the country, hosting UNC Wilmington, 69-56. Big win for the Tar Heels in their opener. A couple more games here in the top 25. Gonzaga, Gonzaga pardon me, rolls against North Florida, 104-63. Texas opens their new arena, 12th-ranked team in the country with a 72-57 win over UTEP. Virginia's number 18, 73-61 over NC Central. Texas Tech, number 25, 73-49 win against Northwestern State. Arizona, the 17th-ranked team in the country. They beat Nichols, 117-75. San Diego State, they beat Fullerton, 82-57. Last game in the top 25, that's Oregon hosting Florida A&M. 80-45 win. Top 25 usually doesn't take that long when we go through it on the football postgame show. It's usually you've got some top 25 battles. Maybe Maybe week one. Yeah, but yeah, maybe week one. This was arguably the worst slate of college basketball games to open a season. There's some big ever. ones coming quick, but tonight, yeah. Tonight, yeah. It's just, I think, I think Ken Palm had broke down something that was like quality matchups on opening night, and I think they were it's, it's steadily decreased over the years. I think two years ago there were three. Maybe last year there were three. This year, zero. No. <laughs> well, and we haven't even scratched the surface of the Big Ten and ran through a, a couple of them. Um, but, again, it was all chalk. No surprises. Everybody won. Everyone won. I yeah. think it was Minnesota <laughs> was the only one that survived a, it was, a well, one-point win over Western Michigan. 61-60, yeah. Uh, Western did beat Illinois, Western Illinois did beat Illinois State tonight. Kind of hmm. a local flavor there. So big win for the uh, Leathernecks over in Normal. So that's a program that struggled to find success, but they do beat Illinois State by three. I believe that was seventy-one sixty-eight. Yeah, and Illinois State new coach up there and Ryan Peden trying to get trying to get that one back on track. So Joey, thank you very much for that update. We'll get some some better games here down the road, especially starting Friday night. I'm sure. Absolutely appreciate it. All right.
Thank you very much, Joey. Let's do our keys to the game, A, brought to you by Game Day Spirit, the best selection of University of Illinois apparel, and brought to you by Hickory Point Bank, with roots right here in our Champaign-Urbana community, Hickory Point Bank Invested. I'll throw it to you guys. What were your keys in this Illinois win? I talked in the pregame about sharing the ball, and I wanted to see assists to makes, uh, be it a good good ratio. It was Illinois uh, had 16 assists on 30 makes. So I think that bodes well for you get that kind of offensive flow more often than not you're going to be in the winning winning side of a game, I think. Yeah, I think the the key for me was you know being able to to get matched up defensively because this this team when they're in the half court, when they have their half court defense set, they're they're really hard to score on. So they were able to do that, generate some stops, generate some stops, get out in transition, and I think that's kind of where the the game blew open. So um That'd be my key there. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that only ended up with five fast break points for the Illini, but they were moving the ball well in transition tonight. And, and I'll go back to my pregame uh, key. I, I thought they played with energy. I thought they were having fun out there tonight. They didn't get too tight, uh, even when they were down a, a whopping two to nothing there in that first minute. They didn't let the moment overwhelm them, and, and, and they come back. You got guys diving on the floor from from one through twelve, all, all forty minutes. So uh, you you like it when they they bring that kind of competitive fire uh, along with the athletic ability that they have. There there aren't going to be too many games that they won't be in this year if they do those sorts of things. So those are our keys to the game brought to you by Game Day Spirit and Hickory Point Bank. Coming up to the end here, if you want to get in your final thoughts on the text line 217-351-5357 or on the fan line 217-356-9397. When you you go out to the court with an agenda, it never works. When you go out and just play the game hard, it, it always finds you. The game will find you, and, and it found sincere tonight. And it's done that in everything. It's whether it was our our secret scrimmage with Kansas, or whether it was uh, Quincy, or or tonight. He just goes out and plays hard, and he's got great feel. You know, he made two foot jump stops in the paint, and nice little floaters, and uh, a couple of nice passes. And uh, yeah, he was sensational. And. You know, it's, we're, we're asking a lot, you know, of Sky and Jaden playing on the ball a lot. And, and uh, uh, you know, Ty does his deal, gets eight or nine rebounds. <laughs> one point, eight rebounds. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we got to get him making free throws. You know, he yeah, goes, yeah. he didn't miss one the other night. And tonight he, you know, he didn't make one. But, um, uh, you know, he's a better shooter than that, and he'll make them. And, but, again, you know, those, those, guys, those guys are going to play, and, and they've got to impact the game. And it doesn't always have to be with points. It doesn't have to be with production. It's got to be with effort. It's got to be with tenacity. And it's not turning the ball over. I thought we had, you know, some careless, careless turnovers. And 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 we'll learn from those. And and uh, they're 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 very coachable. They want to work. They want to be good. And and uh, you know, I thought it was uh, it was uh, a great learning experience for them. Yeah. Pretty good night for all four freshmen. Getting some minutes here tonight. Jaden Epps, Sincere Harris, Ty Rogers, and Sky Clark as the Illini win game one of the season over Eastern Illinois. 87-57 Fasteners, etc. Postgame show here with Mike Scott and Evan. Uh, we have a caller on the line, staying up late. Looks like they're actually headed back. After the game, possibly. Tyler's with us, headed to T-Town. Hey, Tyler. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, we're doing well. 
good, good. Yeah, I'll be back home about 12.35 in my house just out of the T-Town. Uh, I'm a media guy who's in the media room and sitting out support for video of the game. And I'll tell you guys what, uh, from what you guys were saying earlier for the flying Illini, I think uh, this team has got – this may be one of the fastest teams I've ever seen the Illini about to see play. Um, Guy Clark is, is in sincere Harris for his freshman. They really stood out to me. Um, I will say that, yeah, Matthew Myers got a little shaky, but he'll, he'll find his touch. Um, the team gelled a lot better than I thought they would. The Friday night was a little shaky, but tonight was a lot better. Um, Defensive-wise, I mean, I, I don't know how teams are going to score on, on defense when they're going to press half court if they keep doing that nonstop. I mean, Underwood, keep doing that. It'll force turnovers left and right. Um, but one of the things that I wanted to bring up was, how about uh, you guys mentioned earlier, how about the Paxton uh, Wharton going on the floor? Like, that's how a leader should be teaching these young kids. I love that. Um, you guys do a tremendous job on the radio. Keep doing what you're doing. Mike, everybody, keep doing everything. You're doing awesome. So I just want to leave it to you guys on the comments. Let me know if you have any questions. Go wooden shoes. <laughs> Absolutely. Go shoes. Thanks for, for calling in. Hey, while, hey, while we're on the Paxton Warden topic, can we give a shout-out to Connor Servin for a $9 trillion tonight? <laughs> nine tonight? $9 trillion, that's... I, was, I looked up. I think he had been playing for six minutes. I'm like, I don't, I don't know if he has a stat. But $9 trillion, that's that's impressive. Um, I'm going to explain it only because I'll, I didn't learn it until Trent Meacham explained it on a post-game show a couple of years ago. It's when you get in the game, right, and you have to... You, it, it's the more minutes, zeros, the so better. So your minutes. So you, yeah, the, yeah, he had the it, nine minutes, and then literally not one, <laughs> no, nothing no, else. No, in I'll, I'll give him credit. Any, anything. Yeah, I'll give him credit. Like he, I think you know, Brad plays him that early on in these games. You know, obviously eight minutes left, but he's in the right position defensively. You know, he's he's physical, and he plays hard. So I, I did, I did want to, I'd want to give. Connor serving his his flowers. You might be like no no points, no rebounds, right? But also no. We got guys. No for that. Turnovers, turnovers. Yeah, no we, got, we got other people can do that. Just no fouls. No you know, turnovers. Yeah, you got to have five on the court. Yeah, yeah. They <laughs> we need you to help. help. They swing it to him. He that's goes how I got on the cross handoff. country team. We got to have five. Gotta can have you them. please? <laughs> yep. I'm not very fast. We got other people for that. <laughs> Just we need to have five so we can run. <laughs> So Connor so, Servin's a little bit more than that. So I'm not trying to. He's got to take the jersey. No, <laughs> no Connor Servin doing awesome. It, it, yeah, I thought of the all the zeros, it would be like nine trillion. That's yeah. why. Yeah, mm-hmm. all yeah. the zeros in the box score. And and, and and yeah, Matthew Meyer was uh, missing layups, and he was frustrated, and he knew he shouldn't have missed those layups, and then he made a layup, and he like cheered for himself, like it was the the biggest shot that he had ever made. So he understands that that it was a, a tough night. And I, th- I think what we're learning about Matthew Meyer is he's very demonstrative. He's, <laughs> in his, uh, I think he's had a little culture change too from <laughs> Baylor to Illinois, from Waco, Texas to. Shaman. My understanding is Scott Drew and Brad Underwood are really good friends. Yes. They couldn't be more different in their uh, approaches Correct. to coaching. Uh, and, and there's more than one way to skin that cat. Why you're skinning a cat is another topic. But the point is, is there's more than one way to be a good coach, an effective coach. And I think they're both good at coaching basketball. Yeah, and it says a lot, you know, those, those two coaches being pretty tight. You know, if Scott Drew was like, hey, this guy, eh, like, not good in the locker room, not, then, you know, 
Coach Underwood wouldn't even have taken him. No, so I think it speaks him. volumes that, you know, one, he leaves Baylor, Baylor, and I think even Scott Drew's probably like, hey, if you're going to leave here, I'm cool with you going to that program because, mm-hmm. you know, Brad does it right. Yep. So Illinois did well getting players out of the Big 12. Dang Danger, Matthew Meyer, and Terrence Shannon Jr. all having – Pretty solid nights. The first one in Illinois jerseys. Uh, let's do a last call here on the first basketball fasteners, etc. Post game show of the year. Get in your calls, get in your texts, and we'll wrap after this. You know, I felt pretty good. Uh, I thought early again, we didn't. Uh, everything was really quick. It's mm-hmm. fast. We're not clean. Uh, we didn't execute. Uh, Coleman made shots. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> You know, that's a really good thing to say, to, to actually see. You know, we see it every day in practice. I, I kept telling everybody last year it was just a, a weird a weird deal. I mean, he's a really, really good shooter, and, and as a five-man, he can really stretch the floor. He got some great looks, uh, and he knocked him down, and, and he was in control then. But our, but our execution was still, you know, we've got guys just rushing, just trying to do too much, too quick, uh, not letting the offense work for him. Uh, we've got to get better there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we, we know we're good in transition. We know we're good at getting the ball in the paint. Uh, we think we'll get to the foul line a lot, and as evidenced with, uh, mm-hmm. uh, with TJ. But, uh, you know, we've got some work to do cleaning up things on the offensive end and, and uh, in terms of execution. But, uh, um, you know, I thought for the most part we held them to three threes. Uh, you know, I thought uh, we committed a few too many fouls. I think they had 15 points off the bounce late in the shot clock in the first half. We know a lot of our possessions are going to become that. A lot of good following game one of Illinois basketball season there from Brad Underwood as his team Wins by 30 over Eastern Illinois, 87-57. Last call here on the Fasteners, etc. Postgame show with Mike, Scott, and Evan. Gary, Gary's back. Mike, he sends your praises. Appreciate you being back on the postgame show. And uh, 708 texter wondering if Goody will redshirt. I'm guessing they want to get him back as soon as they possibly can. Right? He, he, I mean, I you sometimes forget about it. Like, if he comes back and he's anywhere near what he was and what he offers defensively and shooting the basketball like that's a big addition and it, especially if it's like the home stretch or midway through the Big Ten season if if he wasn't injured is he starting instead of Matthew Meyer is that who he's um, ta- the spot he's taken he's kind I would, of a, I, would, I, think, I would imagine he'd be starting over Sky hmm really yeah. and as a Shannon, point have Shannon yeah. run the point ish yeah. yeah hmm I mean I that would be my guess. Think of him as a four-ish. Because I think that's what happened in the Kansas scrimmage. Oh, okay. Goody's, Goody started over Sky. Because I okay. think they really wanted to kind of ease the, the freshman. The freshman. I'm not, like, breaking news there. I think that's – I don't know. That's, I won't tell. No. Yeah. If you I mean, but no, I, no, I just move Shannon to the point, which – What's the point? I mean, it's so What's the point in this system? Yeah, yeah I mean, so who's, what's the point in this system? I mean, system? Coleman brought it up a couple times tonight. Yeah. As well, and initiate. It's things. like whoever got the rebound, bring it up, yeah. and then get into your offense. Yeah, um, yeah it's more you, about you, late game. You know who you, you got to make the ball. right passes with each other. Right. Um. So I just based off two games, one that counts and one that didn't. I don't know that there's like 
a, a guy that has to initiate the offense. It's you know who looked pretty darn good at it tonight it was Ty Rogers. Mm-hmm. Every time I looked, I was like, hey, he's got another assist. He's got another assist, and you know, he just does. I don't know. I thought he played with better pace tonight. He was a little less sped up. Um, but having multiple ball handlers like that, and multiple ball handlers with size, mm-hmm. you're starting to see so many more cross-court skip passes for threes because these guys are 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, and can see over the defense. Like that is, That's an element where, you know, if you're Matthew Meyer or R.J. Melendez, just get those, get those puppies in order, fire away. Like those, those, uh, Terrence made a great pass mm-hmm. in the first half on that skip. Mm-hmm. And then I that believe Coleman, I think they had one that was, that was Coleman, intercepted. Yeah, but yeah one Coleman a, made one too in the second half to sincere and I don't know. You're starting to see a trend there. I think. Yeah, uh, and, and yeah. So just to go back, I, I think they they want Goody to get healthy, especially if they have the aspirations that they do Elite Eight, Final Four. Luke Goody playing defense, doing all those kinds of things. He was playing down the stretch, right? As much as we liked R.J. Melendez, Luke Goody was getting five, ten minutes a, a game here and there. He's somebody that Brad Underwood trusts. I, f- I forgot that started with a Luke Goody question. Yeah. Um, and we somehow made our way to to skip passes. So I'll <laughs> I'll take the blame. I'll take the blame for that. But, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a huge addition to that. Because I think, too, you know, you're able to – soften any type of injury blow that happens i mean i know it already happened but like if if luke comes back then if somebody else goes out like that bench doesn't get super Mm -hmm. super thin yeah as much as we like everybody playing right now this bench will start getting it tightened up a a little bit and and one more guy that that goes down your your depth is kind of gone so i don't know what the timeline is but i'm thinking it's not until at least mid-January. Yes. I'm totally speculating, but yeah, just yeah. based on he's in a boot and still not even putting weight on it. And, yeah, well, and I'd imagine, too, like whenever that time comes, like they're, you know, I, I would imagine they're not going to be like, hey, man, 25, 26 minutes a game. Yeah. Cool, here you go. Like they're going to... He's going to have to get back in shape. I mean, Goody, regardless, like he's not... He's, he's a guy that doesn't, you know, he's not just effective if he plays big minutes. Like he can play... 10, 12 minutes, ease his way back in and still have a, a major impact on the game. So all in all, pretty good night yeah. for the Illini. Starting off 1-0. I, I mean, you can't do much better than that. So we'll do it again on Friday. How does that sound? Can't wait. Let's do it. Right. Illinois 1-0. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Joey. Thank you to everybody who was listening, who called in, who texted in. Just hanging out. We appreciate it. If you, you're listening on the podcast, We like that as well. We'll talk to you on Sports Talk tomorrow and then before and after the game on Friday. That's it for us here on News Talk 1400, 93.9 FM, WDWS Champaign-Urbana, and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS Champaign-Urbana. I give you the ID, and Mike Hale's going to give you the ID as well. Good night, everybody. The preceding program was an exclusive presentation of News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 FM WHMS Champaign-Urbana, Champaign Multimedia Group Stations.